there, I'm Michelle from OG Rose. Today I'm continuing on with my series on um, a book by H.R. Rokemacher called Modern Art and the Death of a Culture. So today I wanted to get into some really great stuff that <clears throat> I learned and took away from this section. Um, he really doesn't go into paintings in this section. There's no paintings that he analyzes or um, you know, uh, uses to elaborate his points or illuminate his theory. So it's really just... Um, He's really just writing out and explaining where the roots of contemporary culture come from and what really set the stage for the shift in art itself. Um, but he does a really great job of being very thorough with how things kind of progressed in, in thought regarding man's relationship to the metaphysical. And he starts with a quote that says, when man throws God out right out the window, it ain't so much a case of he don't believe in nothing, but more a case that he believes in anything and everything. That's by Flaming Youth, the planet's arc two. So really what, what he wants to kind of get into is how, um, how basically like humanism started to become a huge influence, but really what kind of led the way for that was, was, some interpretations of, of Christian thought. Um, he talks specifically about Puritanism and he talks about how Puritanism, though it's not necessarily, um, necessarily Gnostic, um, the risk with it is that it severed, in a sense, the, the body and the physical world with the metaphysical and the holy or the, the explicitly religious. Um, and so, so basically there's something about that that sounds, sounds good because like if, if, the, if these people are, uh, if the Puritans and this, this, these people who have this way of thinking um, want to be like assuredly godly or very holy, then it would seem that it would be good to you know, run from the flesh and the, and the sin nature and um, the world and really kind of just basically leave it to its own devices, leave the world to its own devices. The, 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 the issue with that is that um, if we take atheistic understanding that Rookmarker is fleshing out here, God made the world, right? God made the body. God made the flesh. And so Really what Rokemacher wants to talk about is how nothing is excluded then from the metaphysical. And if we think about the word metaphysical, what word does that word contain? What, what word does metaphysical contain? It contains the word physical. <laughs> so there's a sense in which nothing, there's no way in which to separate meta, um, the metaphysical and the physical. There's always some aspect of the physical in the metaphysical. Um, and... I mean, this is at least from like our perspective as men and women who are embodied, right? As people who are embodied, um, who live in an actual earth, in a world, right? Where you can reach out your hands and like, you know, grab, you know, grab the soil or, you know, you can touch your cheek, things like that. So in, the, in this kind of Puritan way of thinking that really had an influence on, um, on, on, on really the attitude of, of man toward himself and man toward the metaphysical, um, this, this created a shift. He also adds, Rokemacher also adds that scholasticism added a shift too uh, in making a dualism between um, the world being like basically a danger to 
um, the spiritual. And so with these two things, in particular that he's talking about, it really made, it really made humanism, it made it very ripe for humanism to come in and really start to separate the physical from the metaphysical. And whereas the metaphysical and physical were valued in, um, let's just say biblical understandings or in Abrahamic traditions in particular, I'll focus on those because that's really, um, you know, Brookmacher's talking in this book about, about Christianity. So the Abrahamic God and and then ultimately in the New Testament, Jesus, there's this, this shift from seeing the embodiment and the connection between the physical and the metaphysical to just valuing. So it's funny, the Puritans and the, and the Puritanistic thinking, it valued the metaphysical over the physical, right? Well, well that actually left phys- the physical very open, like very unattended to, right? To be taken up by humanism. So there in humanism, the physical became valuable and the metaphysical became irrelevant, completely irrelevant. So what, what, um, what I like too about this section is that Rookmacher really talks about how the true division is not between the metaphysical and the physical, as I've mentioned. It's between, it's actually between evil, it's between good and evil. It's between, um, you know, a a kingdom of of light and a kingdom of darkness. And so he, he wants to say that actually the, the, the kind of like, it's a, it's, um, it's a, the true division is between truth and, and deception. And the real deception is that there's a, that there is actually is a divide between the metaphysical and the physical. So I thought that was very interesting and I thought that was helpful because um, it kind of shows why we see, sometimes we can see how where division occurs and arises and how um, how influential and directive that can be and he wants to kind of get people back to understanding that at least from his perspective and what he has seen to be an influence on art, um, the true division being good and evil and and not between metaphysical and physical that made art a certain way basically and he's saying that in making the division metaphysical and physical that created a a radical shift in how art manifested and how actually just life and society and culture manifested so interestingly enough in in having that divide it's now that because man is actually always still oriented toward the metaphysical Um, if you think about it like man can think about an anxious thought or a fear and it can literally make him uh, make, make, make a person start to like, their heart starts racing and they start to, you know, get um, anxious and, you know, they can start to sweat and just feel like physically like not well because of feeling anxious, which is thinking about something that hasn't actually happened and may never happen, right? Uh, maybe it will happen, but it, it may never happen. And yet it still makes a physical present reality happen in the body. I mean, just that alone shows that man has a, has a metaphysical dimension to him or her or a person. And that is, is something that can never really be taken out of man's ontology. Okay. So, so with the physical being now valued in this movement towards humanism, what happens is that man still kind of finds religions. He still finds, he's trying to find as um, Nasser put it in a really great lecture by, um, I think it was Saeed. I think his full name is Saeed Hussein Nasser. He's a pretty old philosopher, really really brilliant, brilliant insights from Nasser. And he said that we used to find the infinite in the infinite. Now we find a multiplicity of infinities in the finite. <laughs> so we chose, we still try to find religion. We still find religion all around us. And now I think the, the interesting point here is that Brookmacher mentions that basically, these are my words, not his, but what he's saying is that the secular world is too religious in a sense. 
because he says here that uh, we see that God makes this abundantly clear in the Old Testament. He did not want his people to turn everything into religion or into cult. So it's interesting because now today it's almost like we we have we more we more so have cults over culture. We have we have these types of like religious um, practices and um, segmentations of certain practices and ideologies and fields and whatever. Not that these don't have any place. They do have a very important place actually in our lives. But they they do they once they become segmented it becomes much more religious in nature and multi- there's a multiplicity of these, these religious orientations. These things really orient our lives as an orienting principle, if we think about religion just as simply as that. And, um, and so we, we, tend, we find religion in everything instead of finding everything in religion. And what, what Rookmacher wants to say is that, you know, actually the, the God of the Abrahamic tradition, was God was involved in everything he, because the metaphysical and physical cannot be separated. So it wasn't just that really God prescribed or was involved in like just what you do at the temple and your worship and your faith. It was like, uh, it, it had to do with how you treat your neighbor and, you know, ideas of what it, you know, just even understanding what is sexuality, what is marriage, what is, um, what does it mean to like live a peaceful life? those were the things of, of God too. You know, sexuality was of God just as much as, you know, worship style or whatever worship uh, practices were or offering practices were, right? So so I thought that was really interesting how Rookmark really emphasizes that. And that um, basically that, you know, God showed that nothing was excluded. Nothing was excluded at all. Um. So if we move on to to what happened with the Enlightenment, um, it's it's interesting because, as we said, this idea of, of separation between metaphysical and physical left the world to its own devices. And then um, what happened was that rationalism came in. And I like this part here. It says the Reformation, which would still be uh, very Christian in that sense, the Reformation had never asked man to accept faith as a leap in the dark, for the, for the Bible itself points to facts. Faith and rationality do, rationality do not exclude each other, but rationalism is something different. It means that there is nothing more in the world but what the senses can p- perceive and reason apprehend. There is nothing but scientific fact or fancy. In God, God is am- amenable neither to sense perception nor to reason, so God is left out. So what he wants to say is that now it became about, you know, there was the Puritans who put the metaphysical over the physical. Here in, in rationality, it was the physical over the metaphysical, um, almost just having zero place for the metaphysical at all. Um, and so what happens is it becomes, uh, here I like this part too, where he says that we, we went from, philosophy went from a man's endeavor in the field of ontology, the theory of being, how the world is constructed, and what is man's place in it to becoming um, primarily about epistemology, epistemology, the theory of knowledge. How can we know? How do we get to true knowledge? So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, So what happens then is that the focus becomes on literally like, what can you see, right? and he says here, so, be, so man became natural and lost his particular place in the cosmos. He lost his humanity. What does that mean? If man is just another animal, for instance, then what is love? After a long development, the answer came out loud and clear. Libido, lust, 
love is really only sex, all that seems to be more is in fact sublim sublimation, a nice kind of facade to hide the real drives, sex one can see and experience, but love? We must always be on our guard when we hear the word really used like this. More often than not, it means that an essential quality is removed. So what he's saying is that the, the body became like the standard, okay? It really became the standard. Uh, there, was no, there was no metaphysical dimension that became um, considered when thinking about reality. Um, and, and, you know, I think the thought was like, well, why would we, you know, why would we have any metaphysical aspect to our reality? There's only the physical right in front of us, right? Or in what we can experience or what we can see. Um, but then, like he says, what about love? Like you can't see love. You can see expressions of love, but you can't see love itself. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you can, you can feel anxiety or, or excitement. If you're like thinking about something you're excited about, you can feel that, but you can't really locate where it is. It's, it's something that you can't see in front of you. And yet it's making you, you experience something in your body. So, so the thing is that we actually always have this, this metaphysical connection, but what happened in, in rationalism is that it went from, you know, and reason is that it basically said, well, none of that metaphysical uh, consideration is really valuable to what we need to call, what we call reality. Um, so I thought this was really, really interesting. And what that ultimately is going to favor is technology, really. Um, he, this is what Rokemacher is saying. He says that it is going to favor um, science. And that doesn't mean, again, science is not necessarily something to be gotten rid of, quite the contrary. <laughs> he, he's trying to say that like we, we kind of actually do science a disservice because we take away from science that which actually sustain science, right? That informs science beyond our physicality because in physical man, he does have metaphysical within him as well. Um, and so if we separate physical from metaphysical and really focus on science being that of the physical empiricism and, and reason, then we actually, we actually um, reduce it. We reduce science um, into something more like almost a just as much a faith as, as, you know, a faith would be thought of in theistic terms. Um, so anyways, I thought that that was really interesting. And he talks about the man in, a, in the box. And this is where I thought it was a really nice move of how he ties, he starts to bring this into where we're going to go next with art. So he talks about how man is essentially, um, you know, he, he says that, the world is no longer open to a transcendent God. It had become a closed box and man was caught in that box. Um, the content of the box was only true reality allowed by the men of the age of reason, the things that can be understood by rationalist reason and mechanistic science, together with the dream of the new world they had begun to, begun to build. Um, and so, right, this box is what man is in. And he says the man is really caught in the box, an object determined by natural laws to be studied by science with scientific methods and nothing more. And then it says, they have said, so basically the, the man is in a box and he, he wants to, he, he actually does desire to escape from this box um, because the box severs him from his actual reality of, of an ontological condition of being both physical and metaphysical. Um, and it says here that 
um, of course, this reality is above reality. It has to be so because you are really human if you transcend your human condition, your fate of being in the box. Of course, this reality is above reality. It has to be irrational. For rationalism is the main principle of the box. And irrationality means unreasonable, undiscussable, being understood neither by reason nor by science. And he says, for, for, for many reasons, art has been assigned the role of the revelation of this existential irrational order, which is above technocracy and apart from technocracy. But before showing how this has worked out, we must wait till we have advanced to um, advance so far in our argument. So he talks about like this box, right? And then he, he talks about how Kierkegaard, uh, Bo, um, Baudelaire, and the Cubist painters uh, were some of those to, to really try to jump out of the box. And I think that's really fascinating because it sets us up well to start to talk about modern art. So um, uh, again, I thought this was very interesting. I, I think the the main, main, main thing for me is this idea of like the metaphysical, always containing the word physical in it and always containing the reality of physicality in it. And how interesting it is that where there's like this, pen, there's kind of this pendulum shift of like metaphysical being esteemed over the physical, which then leave the left the physical very, very open and available and not really tended to. And it became taken, taken as the next, um, you know, the next thing that was the highest, right? It was, it was, it was the considered to be above metaphysicality. Um, whereas the Puritans and some of the thoughts of scholasticism and Gnosticism thought about the metaphysical being over the physical, then humanism came and made it the physical over the metaphysical. Um, so I, I hope this gives kind of a nugget of what, or some sort of like suggestions of what Rookmacher is talking about in this section. Um, I've really never thought about ideas such as these or the progression of Christian interpretation or metaphysical understandings and how much it is tied to art. But I love how he's really fleshing that out for us. And I'm excited to read further along with what he, what he has to say next. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great day.